Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. That's right, boys and girls. You know where you are. You know what time it is. This is Tyler Sheff, and I am the host of the Cashflow Guys Podcast. And I'm going to talk to you guys this week about one of my favorite topics. It's about it's okay to be quiet. That's right. Be quiet. Sometimes you got to be quiet. There are those people. We all have them in our lives. Those people that never shut up. No matter what you say, they start talking over you. You can't ever get your point across. You can't ever finish a sentence. You know they're not listening. And what do you wind up doing? You wind up ignoring them. You tune them out. And I see this a lot these, these days. You can call it, maybe it's social media. Maybe it's the, everybody's parents' fault. I don't know what it is. But the bottom line is, people are talking too much. I've observed conversations. People have recorded themselves on the phone with sellers and buyers. And I've listened to realtors talk to other realtors and talk to their buyers and sellers and wholesalers. And everybody's talking. They're always talking, right? But nobody's listening. And see, that's the problem. When, when you're talking and you're not listening, you're not learning anything. Now, you might be teaching somebody else, but you're not learning anything. You're not taking in any new knowledge. Listening to other people, or, or rather not listening to other people, is probably one of the biggest failures in communication that we experience today in modern times. Think about it. It's a busy world. I mean, look at your phone. Your phone's binging and bonking and beeping and vibrating and flashing and all these different things going on every 30 seconds. You know, I never really thought much about how little people listen to each other until a couple of years ago, I joined Toastmasters. And by joining, I was told to go to, Toast, to Toastmasters by one of my coaches who had said that it'd be a good idea for me to get better at my public speaking skills. One of the skills I walked away with that I didn't really realize was going to be the added bonus was my improve, improvement on my ability to listen to people. Because when I listen to them, it's amazing what you can learn. And basically how this works is this. And for those of you that are saying, well, you can't do it right now because of COVID. Oh, yes, you can. They do it on Zoom. So stay with me. While a member is given a speech, others in the meeting are specifically assigned to do basically nothing but listen to the other party speak, not interrupt them, of course, just shut up and listen. And some of those jobs, they count the bridge words. They're, they call those audible crutches. When people say, um, and, and, and so, you know, and they throw in extra words. When they say actually 17 times in a sentence, those are extra words or filler words. So Toastmasters, see, I just did it. Toastmasters will help you learn to overcome that because that's actually not a good thing as a speaker. When you speak clearly and articulately, people will comprehend what you're saying that much better. But that hidden bonus is so much more powerful. Frankly, guys, I don't care if you sound like a babbling idiot that you use the word um every third word. If you don't talk that much and you're becoming a good listener, because here's the thing, your job, but on doing any deals, whether you're wholesaling or you're a real estate agent or you're buying or selling is to figure out what makes other people tick. Find out why sellers are selling. And for that matter, why buyers are buying, find out why the realtor, why they went with the realtor versus selling it on, them, on their own. Ask why $400,000 makes sense to them on a duplex that rents for 900. You see, You'll learn something if you ask these questions. We can sit back and assume and we can say, well, obviously that seller is a moron. Well, that may be true. But what you don't know is that the realtor actually put a typo in there and that the 900 is actually 9,000. Well, 9,000, 400 grand for that, that duplex looks a little bit better if the income is 9,000. And you think there's no way a duplex would rent for $9,000. And I beg to differ. It's this little thing called short-term rental or waterfront real estate. Down here in the Florida Keys you can get a one-bedroom apartment for around two grand a month 
That's right. I didn't stutter. About two grand a month. Yes, there are some that are cheaper. But the going rate's about $2,000 a month for a one-bedroom apartment. If you want a two-bedroom apartment, you could probably add $500 to that. Unless, of course, you want to live in a slum. But you'll find that people, for various reasons, want to sell these duplexes. And I tell you, when I first came down here and I saw some of these things pop on the market, these duplexes, fourplexes, whatever, and it was like 800 grand for a fourplex, I'm like, they are obviously on crack. You see, but I wasn't listening to what's going on. Had I been listening, I would have realized that, number one, what a lot of folks do is they convert them into short-term rentals. And with that, they do 30-day rentals, which is big money, because 30-day rentals means far less vacancy. So some of these properties, these fourplexes that are selling for 900 grand, they're bringing in 40 grand a month. It's ridiculous what these properties are bringing in. Some of these single-family houses, people are paying a premium to come on vacation. So there is amazing amount of opportunity if you know where to find it down here in my market. And I'm here to tell you, in your market, the same thing exists. There's all kinds of opportunity around you. But if you're always talking and you're never listening, if you're not taking in new information, if you're not listening for opportunity, if you're not asking questions, well, you're never going to find that information. You know, talk, a lot of people talk about, there's nothing in my market. I hear this a lot from people in New York City. There's not, you can't make any money in real estate in New York City. Well, I know lots of people in New York City that have made millions and millions of dollars while well, they're developers. No, not really. They're home flippers. They're landlords. They're all kinds of things. They're real estate brokers. They're making tens of millions of dollars right in New York City, right under your nose. And here's the thing. Like you, they went to bed last night and they got up this morning and they took a shower and they brushed their teeth. Half the time, they don't have a college degree. But the thing different, the thing they did differently than everybody else is they made themselves known. They asked a lot of questions that I'm willing to bet they were quiet long enough to know, long enough actually to know what was going on around them, to learn where opportunity is. You see, because opportunity exists everywhere around you. It's all around you. Each one of you listening to this episode right now can absolutely go put a deal together tomorrow if you want to. Well, yes, you need a couple ingredients to make that happen. But the most important ingredient that you need, more than leads, more than money, more than credit, more than a big team or whatever else that you think you need, is your ability to listen. I meet people often who barely speak with. I don't speak with them so much because I can't get a word in edgewise. Frankly, it pains me to know that I'm about to have to get into a conversation with them. You guys probably have heard a couple of my guests on the podcast that I said hi and they kept rolling with it. Well, they're not obviously concerned about anything that I have to say and what I say doesn't matter. And they just blow on through like a freight train. We have these people around us every day. But I'll tell you, in real estate, these people, whether they have huge portfolios and all these big things or not, have left a lot of opportunity in the table. I know people that have thousands of doors, but they talk so much. It blows my mind how much opportunity they miss. They're never, they never stop talking. Now, maybe that works to them for some degree, but if they're that good and, they, and they're that annoying at the same time, Imagine what they could do if they were actually listening. And this applies to all of us. All of us do it every time. Very often anyway, not every time, but very often. I've said in the past, the very best deals come from solving problems. When we have a tough time paying attention or listening, we overlook these problems altogether. And when we do that, we're going to have a hard time raising money. We're going to have a hard time putting deals together. You know, a seller asks $90,000 for this uh, house for many reasons. It could be because, well, he thinks at the end of the day, he's going to get 90 grand. He doesn't nobody bothered to tell him that, well, he's got a mortgage at the end. He's got to pay a mortgage and actually he's only going to get $10,000. Well, 
And I've actually had realtors tell me this has happened to them. I'm like, wait a minute. You went and talked to a seller, asked them why they were selling. Well, no, I didn't ask them. Oh, okay. You listed the property. You did a seller net sheet, right? I'm like, well, no, I see. And for those of you who don't know, a seller net sheet for a realtor that knows what they're doing is a sheet that tells you, tells the seller and they sign the bottom that tells them, okay, if you sell it for 90 grand and you got a $50,000 mortgage and you pay your commissions and you pay the closing costs and the taxes and all the yada, 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 you wind up with 10 grand. Well, it's important <laughs> as a realtor to make sure they know that. Frankly, those of you that are wholesaling, I would strongly suggest the same thing because it's going to save a lot of people blowing up at the closing table. I'll tell you that. There's nothing more unpleasant. Fortunately, I've never had it happen to me. Why? Because I'm upfront and I'm ethical with people and I tell people what to expect so they're not surprised because I've found that people don't react well when they're surprised. You ever seen those things where somebody says, surprise, happy birthday, and they keel over dead from a heart attack? Well, there's a good example. So you might be asking yourself, "How? okay, this is me. I shut, I, I'm constantly interrupting people when I talk. I can't shut up. I mean, short of putting duct tape across my wrapped around my head a hundred times, how do I fix this? Well, first, you can join Toastmasters. And as I said in the beginning, it'll cost you less than a hundred bucks a year. Okay. And these days, in a lot of places, you don't even have to show up at the meetings. You can just dial in on Zoom. You can be a fly on the wall or you can participate. But I tell you, you're going to come across, you're going to come out of there not only being a better speaker, but more importantly, you're going to come out of there being a better listener. The second thing you can do, if you don't want to go to Toastmasters, if you absolutely don't want to put as much effort into this as actually getting off the couch and going and talking to other people and being around people because, I don't know, maybe you're concerned about your health or maybe you're older and you're concerned about being around the people, that's valid. Maybe the 100 bucks is hard for you, whatever. That's cool. If it is, here's step two. Practice listening intently. Practice asking questions to make sure that people that you understand what's going on around you. You know, a lot of us feel that we don't ask questions because we don't want people to think that we're stupid or that we weren't paying attention. All of us are guilty of this. I get in trouble with my wife constantly over this. You weren't listening to me. And then a week later, I could say the same thing, but I'm not going to be a dick about it because I still say, well, what about this? I'm like, well, the, what we talked about last week. And then she'll just give me that look. It's like, okay, well, clearly you weren't listening either. So I know it affects all of us. So in talking with a buyer or seller, make sure you completely understand, A, why they're buying, if they're a buyer, and why they're selling. You might be surprised to know that most people have several reasons for buying and selling. And if you know all of the reasons, and maybe they won't tell you all the reasons, but I'm here to tell you if you practice this and you get good at this, and you actually learn all the reasons why they're selling, you're going to put together some great deals. If you know all the reasons why the buyer is looking to buy, you're going to put together some great deals. This applies to both sides, realtors, brokers wholesalers, hell, flippers, know why people want to buy. Well, I want to buy a house because I've got to get out of my current situation. Interesting. I've learned a lot owning short-term rentals. You'd be surprised how many, how many women specifically come to our places from across the country escaping some abusive jackass. It's kind of sad if you think about it. They got the kids in tow and they've packed up everything in their car and they're worn out by the time they get to our place. Well, a lot of that probably had to do with communication, right? People aren't listening to each other. But sometimes we've been able to diffuse potentially explosive situations by being good listeners, by asking questions. What brought you here? And then they tell you the story. And then that kind of explains the emotion they're going through. Think about how this applies, especially these days. In the state of Florida, as a matter of fact, I just read a stat for the put out by the Department of Real Estate. 51%, I'm sorry, the Department of Labor, 51% of mortgages in the state of Florida are in arrears. I didn't, that, I can't believe that. I'm blown away. 51%. So 
So what that means to me is there's a whole heck of a lot of emotion going on. So if we get good, if we take the time to get good to listen to the folks we're talking to, we're going to put them at ease. They're going to feel good about talking to us because we're actually listening to them. We're comprehending. And you know what? At the end, they're going to feel like we can help them. This also applies to you that are selling property. You're a flipper or whatnot. and can turn into a really profitable deal. Maybe somebody's having a tough time. Maybe they got stuck with a lousy mortgage broker. And maybe they're having a tough time getting together with the, the lender. And you can ask the valid question, why? Well, because it, you think, oh, he's probably a dirtbag with bad credit. Maybe he's a doctor that has very unpredictable income. And did you know that doctors really aren't rich? People think doctors are rich, but doctors have a ton of bills. And doctors may be good at fixing people, but they're usually not accountants or bookkeepers. They usually have somebody else doing that. If that person is good at what they do, well, then the doctor does pretty well. If the person's not good at what they do, well, the doctors live in paycheck to paycheck. That's the case. So they actually have special programs for, for, for doctors, physicians. They call it physician mortgages. It's interesting what you learn when you're just listening. When you look at somebody and you have a conversation, it's like, what's the trouble you've been having with your lender? Well, they don't do physician mortgages. Oh, so I'm thinking, you're not a dirtbag. You don't have bad credit. You're not poor. It's that you're a physician and physicians are more challenging to issue loans to because they don't follow the cookie-cutter perfection of the federal banking system. When other people are talking, become laser-focused at understanding actual words they're saying. And if you're at any, for any reason whatsoever unclear, ask questions for clarity. No matter what, don't try to guess what they mean. Well, I think he said, why do you think they're selling? I asked this to people even on my team. Why do they want to buy? Well, they probably want to buy because, nope. Probably want to buy means you're fairly putting words in their mouth. Why do they really want to buy? And then they, I can just tell they're looking at, looking at the, rolling their eyes going, oh, for goodness sake, I'm going to have to get it back on the phone and look stupid. Well, you wouldn't look stupid and have to get back on the phone if you just asked the question the first time. If you would just listen to what's going on around you. Guys, one thing that I do, and I want to say this before I wrap up, is I'll take notes. But before you do that, ask if it's okay. Mr. Jones, I don't want to miss anything that you're saying, and I don't want to, I want to make sure that I don't miss anything, I don't overlook anything, and I don't forget anything. I wouldn't want to disrespect you like that. Is it okay if I take some notes while we're talking? I've never had anybody say no to that. You'd be surprised. So keep a legal pad with you. Carry a little uh, briefcase or a little uh, notebook with you and ask questions. And I know a lot of you are going to be like, well, I have the iPhone, whatever, I can do it on there. Don't do it on your phone. Because nobody knows what's, what you're actually doing when you're on your phone. And to people that are a little skittish, people that are having financial problems, they're already a little paranoid because they think Big Brother's coming to take their house or whatever the issue may be. Or they don't hope the lender doesn't find out about the new Buick they just bought. So put the cell phone in the car where it belongs. Leave it out there because it's just a distraction. Bring in an actual piece of paper, you know, things that come from trees and a pen and actually write out your notes. I don't care if you can read them or not. Just do it because, number one, you're going to be less focused on the bing and the bong and the distractions from your cell phone. And you're going to be more focused on taking good, solid notes so you don't have to go back and ask questions twice. Guys, becoming a better listener can completely change your business for the better. And I promise you this, it will bring you more revenue than you could possibly ever imagine. Because you're going to learn to discover opportunities that for, that for up until now have always been hidden from you. Things that were right in front of you. And what will drive you crazy is that when somebody else who was listening is saying, what, you're just realizing that now? I've had that happen a lot to me. They're like, you just figured that out now? I'm like, well, yeah, I guess I've been a little bit behind the times. I've been a little addicted to my phone being, my face being buried in my phone and Facebook or whatnot. 
Guys, there's lots of opportunity still left in 2020. There's all kinds of opportunity left in 2021. Those of you that got money sitting still not doing anything, get on the phone with me. Go to cashflowguys.com and book a time. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to cashflowguys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.